broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's happening in Jacksonville? You've got yourself a pro football Hall of Famer. Canton, Ohio, here we come. Load up the buses. We got a road trip. We might have to stop in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Leroy Butler, Tony Vaselli, what a night in Jacksonville on Thursday. Depending how long you've been here, it probably rates how your feelings are about last night and into today. But I don't think you have to f- been have been here very long to feel it. Yeah, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. And um, it's it's pretty wild to me about this whole situation. Again, I've been here 14 years and get to know Tony. I don't know Leroy, Leroy Butler very well. Um, haven't run into him much. Uh, so that's a little bit different. Um, but some folks have obviously been around since the inception of the franchise and, and remember when Baselli played and was drafted and, and maybe even before that, remember when Butler was playing high school ball. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I think it's got to hit them a little bit different than maybe it even hits, hits me. Uh, but the wild thing about the last 24 hours is I'm not sure it – I think everybody would be smiling and happy and it would be a prideful moment. But I almost feel like coming off the last couple of years in these last few months, the week that we've now had was so like we're so hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the most negative people in town had to be hungry for a little positivity. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I think the heels of Peterson on one Thursday night and Baselli and even Leroy Butler on another Thursday night Man, I think we were starving for that. No, without a doubt. You know, I mean, in Tony's case, you've been waiting a couple years for this now, right? And and he's been on the prefaces of, of going in, but then, of course, you know, just a, a vote here, a vote there, whatever the case may be, and somebody goes in uh, before him. So it, it was great that, you know, he he finally got to that point, and then obviously sharing that moment with Butler as well. Um, you know, I mean, Jacksonville is very well represented last night and will be very well represented um, this up-and-coming, you know, class for the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, raise your hand if you go to Canton, Ohio, I guess, right? I mean, I think uh, that will be interesting to see. Uh, we've, I think it's always been, like, in our minds, but what will the reality of that situation be like come August? And, and now we turn our attention to that. Uh, we'll have some reaction from Tony Baselli, uh, the today and from last night. It was very cool that Bruce Smith... Introduced him, mm-hmm. given that was his staple signature game. Good on Bruce. Absolutely. Right, for yeah. doing that. And uh, Tony did say today he's already got a good idea and basically picked out the person he wants to present him, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite an honor, by the way. And uh, he has not told that person or asked that person yet, so he was keeping that quiet uh, for now. So a lot of festivities. Uh, one thing I was interested in is what happens next. He has a luncheon today out on the West Coast, out there in L.A. Uh, he'll be out there and get fitted tomorrow for a ring, a jacket, and his bust. Um, and so uh, the weight gain, weight loss over the next five months could be critical. Yeah, sure. Uh, you got to stay right. consistent now. <laughs> and then he'll be introduced with the rest of the Hall of Fame class um, is Sunday in L.A. at SoFi Stadium during the Super Bowl. So those are the next few days for Tony Baselli and Leroy mm-hmm. Butler. And uh, then we've got months and months of kind of celebrating and planning and um, all the good stuff that a lot of people have been uh, waiting on. Overall, the NFL Honors Show, do you like that show? I, I should be told, I only watched maybe like half of it. Did yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Did you see the beginning? Uh, yeah, I rewatched the beginning a little bit. With, did uh, did Keenan, you like 
Yeah, it was funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very talented. I, I couldn't get over that. Yeah. You probably saw me tweet about it a couple of times. Okay. But I couldn't get over how good the Open was. And yeah. He, I just thought it was incredible because it was well rehearsed. Mm-hmm. And obviously these guys, I mean, they're in the, they know how to do some of this stuff. But combined singing with comedy. Yeah. Walking around. Ending up in the timing of the right spot. Yep. Some of the lyrics and changes of lyric and talking and storytelling throughout the six and a half minutes of it. Yeah. I just thought it was really well done. Like, yeah. really well done. Uh, last night to open the show. I'm not sure if everybody else did, but I just had an appreciation for probably, like, I love talent. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, have the, I, I love, there's an underbelly of this in our business um, or what I do or... Just in general, whether I'm at church or listening to a coach or listening to some speaker, I love people who are really good speakers, sure, eloquent speakers that really can get their message across, and I envy that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought about that last night, like watching that open. I was like, man, I, I envy, like, entertainers and performers that can nail it like that. I mean, yeah. that was, I thought that was really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, the whole show, I think, is pretty well done. I saw some people saying it was a little bit sleepy. Uh, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame stuff is not really well done. It's just thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't really think the guys get their moment. Now, I think the uh, edited pieces are going to play on NFL Network, by the way. So, Anthony Munoz, Surprise Tony. Okay. I think those play tomorrow night on NFL Network is what I've heard. And so, uh, maybe that will be cool. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a little bit of a back burner trying to rush through two hours of programming and all the different awards uh, to really give the Hall of Famers their due. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of quick. No, it was definitely quick. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you would arrange it around. I mean, they should really do, like, the like the announcements for the Hall of Fame, like, before the Super Bowl or something like that, or, like, during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I think it's that big of a deal. But, I mean, as far as, like, the awards, I mean, it was cool, like, seeing J.J. Watt give it to his brother, um, that was good, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, somebody check on him, please, because that dude is just on a different level, I feel like, sometimes. <laughs> so it was cool seeing Aaron Rodgers out in the public um, doing what he's doing. I mean, in terms of swag, Casey, I know we, we've been back and forth on Aaron Rodgers and the swag. Man, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes you think he's got it. Sometimes he's playing in Chicago saying, I own you, and discount double check. And then sometimes you're rocking what you're wearing last night with that slick back hair. And it's like, I don't know, Aaron. I'm not sure I can come with you on that one. But uh, no, it was, I mean, from what I watched last night, it was pretty cool. Was that a goodbye speech for Aaron Rodgers? Did you see the speech? Yeah, yeah, speech? yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny because I, I, I heard, it's funny what you hear, man. And I, it's, it's really struck me over the last couple of months. You hear what you want to hear sometimes or just the way you interpret. Uh, yeah. There's two different ways to look at it. And when he's saying those nice things, especially about LaFleur, like almost got emotional mm-hmm. about LaFleur. Like that was aimed right at him. Mm-hmm and their relationship after acknowledging the rest of the organization. And I'm like, this is a goodbye speech. Like, this is like his moment of saying, hey, man, thanks for the ride. I appreciate everything you've done, but I think this might be it for me. Yeah. The only thing that it lacked was, like, this crazy goodbye to the fans. Like, it never really had that, and so then I was, like, thinking. But I saw some other people on, on social media, their interpretation was, Hey, man, he's, he's obviously got a good relationship with the organization, and he might stay on with the organization, and it's just interesting how we interpret things. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, you got the vibe that he was saying goodbye, but then at the same time, he kind of left the door open a little bit, so time will tell um, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Have you seen the Arizona Cardinals Instagram? I haven't been on. 
I didn't. Oh, you guys are behind on the breaking news. So remember Kyler Murray? Yep. Un- yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they unfollow him? The Arizona Cardinals now. No, not quite. The Arizona Cardinals on Instagram now have two pictures up. And they're the exact same pic. And that's it. They deleted everything else. And there's the only two pictures that are up are the ones that Kyler Murray has up. Really? Yes. So, you and know, what are the pictures? Oh, of Kyler Murray. Oh, they're both this is, this is Arizona Cardinals Instagram right now. Those are the only two pictures on their Instagram. Same one that Kyler Murray has. So, you know what this is. It's an NFT. The end. I told you guys. It was business decisions. Everyone's freaking out about Kyler Murray. Is he going someplace? Up? No. It was, it was a business decision. It's an NFT. Everybody relax now. So why did they have to hide everything else to make it into an NFT? Because that's what you do, man. Is that like, what you do? Like, like, I don't know. Everyone's I'm not talking, sure. Because I felt like the past week people were talking about, well, well Kyler Murray, unf- you know, like, yeah, what's the deal? And we had then, a whole segment on it. Yeah, and now Arizona's doing it. It's like you're just getting people talking. And then you're going to drop the hammer of what the announcement's so going to th- be. So there's not physically something that they need to do to hide all their other pictures to then make it an NFT. It's more just a, a, a try to create some buzz to yes, then say we're yes. going to launch an NFT. That's what I think okay. it is. So yeah. it's not something physically on Instagram that they have no, to. Because no, I know there's no. that thing, right, where you can hide all your videos and pictures yeah. and then bring them back if you want. Yeah. And so um, that's pretty pretty interesting. That and uh, yeah, you, you, you did say it. I mean, very Brady did it. Right, a couple yeah, of years back, yeah, something yeah. similar about his company, and mm-hmm. and uh, that fit, that mm-hmm. fit, kind of. It did create a good about fifteen minute segment though for us. Oh no, for sure, we needed it. Prima donna athletes today. Kyler's yes. photo is different though. Oh, did he change his now again? Because his two photos are the Pro Bowl photo, but then the other one is him at Oklahoma. He doesn't have any Cardinals photos on. Okay, so then the Cardinals one is him at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Okay, so there's and a different him one. him at the trophy with the okay. uh, jersey. Mm. What's really interesting the in, the, in, the, in the NFT world of that. Yeah. Is what are they building? To, are they helping him create an NFT? Because you would think Kyle Murray would want the rights to that. Like they're not sharing in the profits of that. Like if your brand, I'm I'm gonna go get my brand, right? Yeah. Uh, unless they're paying him something to do they're, this and help out. They're probably helping him out somehow. Yeah, maybe it's a, a something know. collaboration. Yeah, yeah. There's that collaboration word. There it is. Ah. <laughs> uh, so uh, no surprise, Aaron Rodgers is the uh, Super Bowl MVP. What you got to say? Seriously, do you think he's he's staying or going? What's the latest up there in Green Bay with the <sighs> oh, uh, with he, the hometown he, gas? He's gone, gone. People think he's gone. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Is that just like scared money kind of gone or? Well, no. I, <laughs> I I think it's like if you take a look at the the whole pie here of where they're in their salary cap, which is going to be far far over. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to rebuild a little bit, and I think the belief up north is that, that Aaron Rodgers wants to win right now. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And the team that he had this past season, I think on paper, is going to be a lot more talented than the team they're going to have this up-and-coming year because they got to let some guys go. Yeah, so it's interesting to say, so could we see Aaron Rodgers leave Green Bay less for angst and more for business decision? Like, as this year started, it was the anxiety in the organization, the angst, the the uh, butting of heads maybe with the GM, right? Mm-hmm. And as that has smoothed over and he had a good year and it seems like it's better and there's not a lot of animosity there, is this more just, hey... Aaron might have a better chance to go win somewhere else, and we as an organization might be better off flipping him, resetting, and doing this right now. This is more of a business decision. Best for you, best for us. We love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to retire your number someday. So angst, I think, got him to his agent to talk about leaving, and then I think the salary cap and things like that kind of put it over. You know, uh, I believe that if the Packers would have been a little more – 
transparent about how they wanted to handle the draft, if they would have got Aaron Rodgers' input a little more, I think Aaron Rodgers would have retired a Packer. I think that one year where he was frustrated of how the draft shook out, even though if you look back on it now, a lot of those guys contributed. But if you look back on it, I think that frustration level got to the point where it boiled over and Aaron Rodgers like, regardless, I'm going to be gone. And then I think the excuse of the salary cap, the excuse of, you know, I want to win a championship, that kind of amplifies what happened two years ago now. Let's go back to the Hall of Fame for a moment to get this out there early in the show and, and maybe revisit it. The Jags obviously get their first Hall of Famer with Tony Baselli. Mm-hmm. Who's next, in your opinion? Tom Coughlin, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, or a player that, well, hasn't, we don't know yet. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, what I mean? I mean like, no. seriously. Yeah. I, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, uh, if he was still on the team, I would say Jalen Ramsey. Like, yeah. Jalen Ramsey and Calais Campbell will be the next Jags in. Guys that have worn Jags uniform. Potentially. That's that's what I'm asking. Is, well, let me is ask, that it? Well, let me ask you this. For coaches, how does that work? Well, is they it have its a new, own separate. It is now its own separate thing. So you can nominate a coach. You basically, you don't have to go in with the finalists. It used to be that way. Like, you have to go through the whole process. Yeah. Like, it might be Coughlin competing against Fred Taylor. Well, that's not the case. Yes. Like, there's a special category now for coaches, mm-hmm. which certainly allows for a different method of, okay. of Coughlin getting in. And obviously, Coughlin uh, would be getting in. You know, he did phenomenal things here in Jacksonville, but obviously raised the Lombardi trophies with the New York Giants. Yeah. Um, man. As a player, I mean, I think it's Fred Taylor next, and then Jimmy Smith. But I think Coughlin might get there before both because depending on like how the voting works for the coaches it might be Coughlin first I mean two Super Bowls I think I think it is Coughlin yeah. I, think, I don't even think it's a question um I think I think Tom is a Hall of Famer I think if you look at the credentials from starting a franchise an expansion franchise going to two AFC championships the run he had here in Jacksonville and then going to the Giants uh Listen, his winning percentage isn't anything crazy, but nobody's really is in the NFL. He's over 500. He's like 531 winning percentage. He's got two Lombardi trophies. Not only did that, he beat the dynasty Mm -hmm. twice. I mean, incredibly, he beat the dynasty twice. And then, now he's not going in as an executive, but the idea that, you know, he took the Jags. Once he came back to the Jags, he once again had one of their best years in franchise history. And I know it didn't end well, and that's still a little bit of a sour note here in Jacksonville, but Tom Coughlin, the year he arrived, they had one of the best years in franchise history. I mean, that's fact. And so um, I think that's a lot to say about his resume, and, and I think there's no doubt Tom Coughlin will go into the Hall of Fame someday. And I think he could be next. I thought it was interesting. We had Sam Kavaris on yesterday. He did not think... Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith had a had a chance to go in. He he thinks Tony Baselli might be the only player Hall of Famer until a new crop of, of Hall of Famers come along. Again, hopefully it's Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that way necessarily. I think there's still time for Fred and Jimmy, and probably Fred first. Mm-hmm. If you look at the numbers, and again, we're, we're a little biased around here, uh, but now the campaigning begins for those guys, and I wonder where it goes. Well, and especially, I think, from the running back position, I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to look like 10 years from now in terms of how utilized running backs are going to be used. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you see Derrick Henry is like, well, no kidding. Okay, th- congratulations. You're probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, how running backs are used, their lifespan, the yardage, the stats, all like that, I mean, 
I think there's a case probably a little more for Fred Taylor than Jimmy Smith right now just because of the position that Fred Taylor did play. I think you're, well, if you look at the statistics too, right? So there's two major statistics. If you look at anybody above Fred, I think he's currently 17th all time. I haven't looked at this in a while. Uh, At one time, by the way, he had, uh, before his last year with the Patriots, his yards per carry were like right around Jim Brown Mm kind of yards per carry. And he had, he's over 11,000 yards rushing. Played for a long time, uh, and everybody else ahead of him is either in the Hall of Fame or going in the Hall of Fame. I think Edge or wait, is James in? Edger and James? Yeah. Edger and James yeah. is. So yeah. who am I missing? Uh, Frank Gore and, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Adrian Peterson. Okay. Uh, are the two guys that are ahead of him yeah. that will go into the we'll Hall of in. Fame, right? And so you would have, he'd be like next on the list of, okay, why isn't he in? And, and by the way, that's like top 20 yeah. all-time rushing yards. Like, I mean, that's that's pretty damn significant. And Peterson should be a first ballot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Frank Gore? No. Ah, he'll be really interesting, right? Because yeah. he's like, what is he? What's Frank Gore? Like fourth all-time? Something like, rushing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some crazy number. Yeah. But never. See, this is the argument against Fred a little bit, right? He played in a rich the best. running back era. Yeah. And so he made one Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the mark against Fred. Well, that's a mark against Frank Gore, too. Like, I don't know in my lifetime I ever heard anybody say Frank Gore's the best running back in the league. Yeah. And not even close. Like, he probably wasn't even in the top five at any time. Yet he's top five all-time in rushing yards. And by the way, at that position, longevity should be rewarded. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's something to be said for that. So it's a really interesting argument. The problem is you got to start making the argument, not with us, but with everybody else. They made this argument for Tony for basically 16 years. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. Fred's not going to have that much uh, of a push because I think there was a domino effect here. You got to get one in from the Jags. Baselli was the guy. Now I think Fred takes place. The difference, like you said, with Jimmy Smith is really interesting. And people around here love Jimmy and they should love Jimmy. Uh, I miss those years in terms of seeing it with my own eyes mm-hmm. other than watching it on TV. Uh, so, so I have a little different lens on it. But I think the numbers, I think his touchdowns based on everybody else's is way down and that could hurt him. And also what you just said, Austin, about running backs is just the opposite for receivers. Receivers are piling up numbers at a record pace. Like, I mean, the numbers could end up dwarfing Jimmy Smith over the years. So I I think uh, it's really two interesting cases, different cases. I I, I mean, listen, we'd love them both to get in. But that's why I say I think the next guy in for sure is Tom Coughlin, even before the players. Let me ask you this. We talk about, you know, Fred Taylor playing a position that was probably a little more coveted back when he played than it is now. If you were to name the running backs of the modern NFL that are playing today, which guys would you have in the Hall of Fame, you know, 10, 12, 13 years from now? I mean, oh. I was thinking Derrick Henry is, is yeah. kind of a shooter. Derrick's tracking. He's I mean, tracking. He's still got work yeah, to do, yeah, but yeah. he's tracking. He's tracking. Uh, we're talking right. playing right now? Yeah. Playing right now. You're f- uh, give me your fantasy running backs. Uh, so I mean, like, you got like McCaffrey. McCaff- McCaffrey's no, not a Hall of Famer. No, but I'm saying that you can fantasy running backs. Yeah, Kamara. Yeah, we'll see now. Um, Delvin Cook. Nick Chubb. Gosh, they're so young. Yeah. I mean, boy, can you imagine Nick Chubb would be out of nowhere Hall of Famer, too? Like, yeah. Who's old right now? That's the thing. Not old, but not super young. Feels like everybody's super young that you can't even really make the argument yet. Like, Le'Veon Bell is not a Hall of Famer, right? No. 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 Todd Gurley? No. No. I don't think so. I think he did it too short, you know, too long. I don't think he ever got to pile them up. I don't have all the numbers in front. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. But to to your—that might help Fred. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's but just, meanwhile, we could, we could say there are 15 wide receivers tracking for the Hall of Fame sometime. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about a guy like Ezekiel Elliott? Not, I mean, he hasn't won anything. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, he's been, to me, I, I think Ezekiel Elliott's one of the major disappointments of the last decade. Like, mm-hmm. I really think he is maybe the most overpaid player, overhyped player in the league. Get him, Brent. Like, I, I, I <laughs> listen, I, I don't have anything against Ezekiel Elliott. But Jerry Jones wasn't wrong. You yeah. don't want to pay him, and he shouldn't have paid him. Like, Jerry Jones was not wrong. Mm-hmm. But he did it anyway, and they paid the price for it. Try to buy the locker room with and that. by the way, I continue to think that they are stuck because of how much money he's making and, and his popularity at times that they're not even playing their best guy in Dallas. Yeah. And I think that's affected them. I think that put, by not playing Pollard has is, is, is affected them because they feel like they have to involve a guy they're paying so much money to in Ezekiel Elliott, and I think it's hurt them at times. Uh, that's just an outside belief. I'm not entrenched in Dallas. but So is it safe to say if he continues on the path, Derrick Henry, Yes, and that's it? Jonathan Taylor? Wow. But super, super young. So still has to... It's weird that the Patriots never had a running back because he would have all the rings, but they never had one that was that True. good. Oh, they, they just rotated him. Right. Yeah. Danny Woodhead. Uh, Let's get him in. Who was the dude for him? Um, LeGarrette Blount. Yeah, LeGarrette Blount. Blount. Don't, do, don't do that. The no. dude from Oregon. <laughs> Sorry, man. I know. So, that's a former senior bowl teammate. That's right. Le'Veon Bell was arguably the best back for a couple of years, but he just yeah, doesn't have the kind of... dude fell off. Right? Yep. I mean, listen, you could take a young crop that still has time. The McCaffrey's of the world, the Camaros of the world, the Dalvin Cooks of the world. Saquon Barkley's missed so much time. I don't know Oof. what gives us evidence that he'll get there someday. Like, you can take some of those guys and say, okay, maybe, maybe. But that they're so far off, like Jonathan Taylor, to your point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, gosh, that's a good question, man. I guess Derrick Henry right now would be about the only one that I would say has a and can he sustain, real chance. Too. And he's still got but some like, work to do. He's got some work to do. But he's got 2,000-yard seasons. Yeah. He's, got, he does, he's like, so different yep. that he sticks out. He's got he's moments. He's a big part of the game. I mean, he's got the moments. He's got, like, Heisman moments. Now, by the way, he also, too, he doesn't have a ring, and I'm not sure he's going to get one. I don't know. He doesn't need one, though. How good are Mark Ingram's stats? Ugh. I can. It's a good question, but. Not that good. Well, the answer when we yeah. come back. Uh, some more Hall of Fame talk as we go. Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. Ready to roll. Get the party ready. What's your favorite Super Bowl bet? You like squares? You like props? National Anthem. <laughs> we talk about it all here on a Friday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. introducing me it was like this is just this is the way it's supposed to be and walking out there and and hearing my name and them saying you know pro football famer that right there i was like oh my that was a big moment um and then obviously we were here this morning and you know definitely you know there's emotions that come up when you start talking about it because of the enormity of the of the honor um, but yeah, I think there'll be moments, Mike, through the process where, you know, I'll have this, like, I'll just stop. That is Tony Baselli today uh, talking on a Zoom call with the local media. He had a press conference yesterday at a big party after uh, last night. And uh, the partying goes on all weekend for Tony and his family and really the city of Jacksonville. I've said this a couple of times. It sounds kind of uh, maybe even corny at times, but I think it's really cool how Tony has opened his arms up 
and and invited everybody in to join him in the celebration. You know, he's never stiff armed people that want to rally around this, and yeah. and that's what makes to me. I I think. I didn't see Tony play. I understand he's an unbelievable player. He's a Hall of Fame caliber player. But to me, the Tony that I know is the greatest ambassador this organization has ever had. Uh, from I said it yesterday, from ticket caravans to defending the, the organization through tough times and the national scene, locally, wherever else. And I think that's uh, as much of Tony Baselli's legacy yeah. as, as his playing career. Now, that's not felt all across football. But oh, I don't think know for in sure, the city of Jacksonville, here. people feel that. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, if I was Tony Basile, I'd be stiff-arming you all day, Brent. You ain't getting any kind of <laughs> well, access. He, he you know what I'm saying? me a little Okay, bit, I'm so. saying you, you'd be getting Derrick Henry stiff-armed. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, props to Tony Basile, man. Salt to the earth kind of dude. Yeah, so it's good. And and I did the, we, we did this yesterday. Like, hey, send in your picture with Tony Baselli because I genuinely believe this, that mm-hmm. if you're a Jags fan, you have probably seen or met shaking his hand, taking a picture, or talk to Tony Bissell. Yeah. Like, because it's easy. I, I was just, Casey and I just uh, were down at having some lunch. Like, yeah, bissell has been in here, you know? It's yeah. like, that's what happens. Yeah, like, yeah. bissell has been everywhere. He's been in the Publix. He's been on the golf course. He's been, you know, <laughs> just everywhere. And so you, if you've been in town more than three years, you've probably seen Tony Bissell in, in person. That's what's cool about this town. You don't get that in New York. You really don't get that in, like, New England. You can live in a lot of different parts of New England. You're never going to see X player walking around. No, for sure. You know? No, if you're in Green Bay, you see it too much. I bet. I bet is Green Bay a little bit like that? It's, it's a lot smaller they than all, Jacksonville. But do they stay there? No. no see, because no, that's no. another difference, right? A Correct. lot of people here move back to Jacksonville mm-hmm. or stay in Jacksonville the offseason because there's a lot of good reason to. Yeah. But Green Bay, you don't think that's the case as much? I mean, I think, like, summer houses possibly, you know, like by the lake and everything. Okay. But um, like as, like, making it, like, your, your final home and, like, planting your seeds there, I'm not sure if that's really to the case of Green Bay. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, it doesn't surprise It's me. the winter, Brent, you know? <laughs> Come on, man. I don't got to tell you. It doesn't surprise me. I don't got to tell you, man. We, we both grew up in it. Uh, I think most people like to go back home. That's what yeah. makes this town different. It's like people like to stay here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, James Robinson's staying here all He's, oh, I mean, he's living here now. There, like, there, he's there's not tons of retired Illinois, players you know? that, that are, have now made their, their home base here in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Friday. And uh, it's been nice to have a little jump at everybody's step over the last week or so, finally, yeah. with Doug Peterson and to be named the head coach. And now, of course, uh, Tony Buscelli and Leroy Butler into the Hall of Fame. And the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh Best way to bet on the Super Bowl? <laughs> Prop bet? Any and every. <laughs> Listen, I, first of all, I, I don't know how much money you have, Casey. You're like a true degenerate. Not yeah. a lot, man. I don't know how much money you have, but I know you don't have money enough for every bet. Hey, yeah. Amen. That's facts. Uh, yeah. So, but this time of year, Super Bowl squares are big. See, I don't like those. I'm not a huge fan. My buddy got me into it, and oh, I, no. I did another one for, like, a good. charity thing. Okay. Well, that's like, cool, then. Because they're, like they're a good fundraising game. Yeah, yeah. And so an old buddy that I grew up with, his kid's going to, like, Cooperstown, and so they did them, and so I bought some. Oh, wait, so this is it's for, like, a kid's shit, like a baseball team? Yeah, that's how they do it. Uh, they, that's how they fundraise. Sounds, it sounds like a pyramid scheme more than a charity. It's a little bit. I think okay, they've, okay. I don't know how legal they all are, but everybody does. <laughs> well, let's not call out the Little League Baseball <laughs> team, I didn't please. tell you which one. I got you. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they who, all who do it. listening? Yeah, I believe, I believe it. I, I should believe say, it. we all do it. No, for sure. By the way, we should start our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we would like to fund a trip to Canton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this station, we might need it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, squares are, I don't, I'm kind of with you, man. To I, me, squares are a little bit like the slot machines at the casino. They are. That's exactly what they are. It's a good comparison. I, they do nothing for me. They don't do anything for me either. No. Okay, so what? So you're a prop bet guy? Yeah, prop bet guy. Um, you know, anytime touchdown kind of guy. Um, even I'll, I'll bet it straight up like who I think is going to win. You know, stuff like that. So more traditional. Well, traditional. It, see, it well, the props are totally different. Like in this one, you can never bet. Can you always bet on the national anthem length? No. Just in this one. Oh no! Always you can. You can like Except every the past game? couple of years, right? No, no, not, no, not I'm sorry. Game, no. no, only the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah so not any like, game. Yeah, the AFC Championship game you couldn't bet on that. No, no, no. no How no. about the coin toss? I don't think so. No. no. So okay, so it is just that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because now you. we have an enormous amount of prop bets. Now mm -hmm. that betting has become more in vogue yeah, and yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have all these prop bets anyway. Yeah. So if I'm like making like on a website and I'm placing the prop bets down, I tend to stay more towards the football oriented stuff. But, like, when I'm around my friends and we just kind of do, like, the random bets, like, as the game goes on, then it's all prop bets. Like, I, mem I remember we got, like, in a heated debate. I brought this up on the show, like, two years ago. We got into a heated debate because I made a prop bet that Maroon 5 was the halftime. That was back in when we were in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made the prop bet if Adam Levine was going to wear a V-neck shirt or not. Me too. Did you really? Swear. And wasn't it? It was It was on the fence. Yeah. Because it was like a dress shirt, but like the buttons were undone a little bit. So did that constitute a, a V-neck or not? So we went back and forth. Man, it kind of ruined the whole party. Do you remember? Um, I don't think we won. I don't think we won, no. I mean, but Lord knows I fought for it, Brent. I, <laughs> I lost like 100 bucks on that halftime show. Uh, I fought for that $5 bet. <laughs> uh, I always think like, I always wonder if those guys uh, bet on that stuff. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You control it. Yeah, for sure. If you're saying the national anthem, you mean like maybe get choked up a little bit and take your time? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, or if you can bet on like clothing with the, I mean. Yeah. Gatorade's another one. Are they, yeah, are they exempt from that? Like, can't they like automatically just cash in 50 grand if they wanted to? Yeah, but I feel like if 50 grand comes in on something, people are going to look at, you know, like there's going to be a little more research. Like if someone places 50 bucks on, or 50 grand on, I don't know, the Gatorade caller, I think they're going to go a little in-depth, you know, into seeing how that person knows it. Hey, Brent, this one might be for you. First commercial shown crypto-wise, crypto.com or FTX? Mm. That's a prop. Crypto.com, the, crypto the, the heavy favorite. I'm going crypto.com. The heavy favorite? Because I actually know Minus what that one is. Yeah. Well, because now they're the Staples Center, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the other one, the crypto one? Was the other one you said? Not crypto.com, but what? FT FTX. FTX. Yeah, I think FTX a lot of the players have, though. They're supporting it. Is that what Trevor that. Lawrence I think that's Trevor's. No, I think Trevor's is like, are you sure that or is he blockchain? Oh, he might be blockchain. Oh, true. Huh. Yeah. Do we'll uh, you think we see Trevor Lawrence for a Super Bowl commercial? Like uh, Subway? Could be in the Subway. Blockchain? Yeah. Could be in the Subway. I doubt, I'm not, I bet he's not in the crypto one, but he might be in the Subway one, right? Okay. Has he been on others or is he just the, mostly the Subway? Trevor's, all football season? Trevor's Blockfolio. Oh, Blockfolio. But it's a parent company of FTX, so technically. Oh. See, I think, the, I think the players are involved with a lot of the FTX stuff. And I've, I'm not that familiar with the FTX. Mm -hmm. But I think the players are across, like the Bradys of the world or whoever. Again, I'm just First NFT shown. That's so a problem. Is that what Beckham Jr. got paid in? Was that? Or not? Or is that just he Bitcoin? He probably got, he might have got paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. Dude's, <laughs> dude's paying the Rams to play for him right now. <laughs> imagine, imagine being in the NFL and you're paying a team. So, you, hey, can I pay you guys? I don't know, twenty grand to play for you guys. 
I, no, it's, it ain't that bad. But I, I still don't believe. I don't know if I believe that. That was uh, who was that? That was Darren Ravel, right? Well, it's not that I don't believe it, but I show, think they're the probably insuring his contract because yeah. it's you know like the blockchain or the FTX or the crypto.com. Yeah. They're probably like, hey, we'll take your salary in Bitcoin and we'll ensure that it's at least a million. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's my hey. guess. I have no idea, but I, I hope so. But I I just can't believe all those guys would do that with the risk that it runs down. Because seriously, I mean, people are right. It was 60 grand, I think Bitcoin was when he signed the deal. It's yeah. now like 40. It was down to like 30. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Hey, hey, uh, OBJ, just ride it out, baby. It'll be back up. Well, well of course he's got to. What else is he going to do? <laughs> he ain't selling right now. He's got to make a profit. Of course he's going to ride it out. That's well, so my buddy. Uh, Chris says that it five hundred dollar max on some of the prop bets. Is that true? Oh, oh that, that might be true. right. Okay. That is true. Well, then that ain't worth it if you're like Maroon Five. No, not me. <laughs> see, like, a good that's idea. a waste of that's a waste of time. <laughs> All right. Imagine someone just walks into Caesars and puts like a hundred thousand dollars down in the Gatorade. Like, okay, you probably know something. Yeah. yeah. So that's how they. So stop that's how that. they do it. Okay, that makes sense. Then. Right here, who will be the first to speak, sing, or rap at the halftime show? So you got. Snoop is the heavy favorite. Kendrick plus 450. Eminem plus 400. Dr. Dre plus 100. Mary J. Blige plus 450. No, I mean, you have to go with Snoop. It's L.A. I'm going to try to put money on it and see how much it'll let me. Let's go. Got to go, Snoop. Brent, your thoughts? Uh, Are you a big Kendrick guy? I bet you are. (laughs) I would would think, do they give way to Dr. Dre? With all the respect for Dr. Dre. It was his idea, right? Didn't he set this whole thing up? I have no idea. Okay. Now you're asking me too much. Well, I, I mean, it's okay. But I feel I, I like... Just, I just want to let you know... Is Dr. Dre like the, the elder Bowl? statesman of this group? Uh, him and Snoop are like comparable. No, him, 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 him and Snoop are okay. Uh, him and Snoop are comparable. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. you throwing around the OG. <laughs> He's an OG. I like it. I like it. Who's <laughs> more OG, Snoop or Dr. Dre? <laughs> I can't with this. Uh, who do you, who do you say? Dr. Dre is See okay. that? Yeah, okay. I know my okay. stuff. Yeah. I got you. I throw some shades <laughs> on here for some more Joe Burrow swag. Uh, but you could go new school with Kendrick. You know, like the, they could open it with, like, kind of get the youth involved a little bit and then go old school. Yeah, but, but I know from a TV producing standpoint that you tease them with the new school, what you're bringing, what you're waiting for. Like, okay. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. You go with recognizable first. Sure. And then you go bring in, but like, here's what the you're question. expecting. Recognizable to who? Like, who's watching the Super Bowl? Well, everybody's, everybody, everybody That's is true. after the millennial. Okay. Right? Yeah. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter what walk of business you're in. Yeah. And so, so it'd be like me then, because I'm considered a millennial. So who do you want to see? Yeah, let's go ahead and get Dr. Dre then. But, or Snoop but, but or somebody. Who, but either. who are you holding off for? Kendrick Lamar? I mean, I'm excited to see Kendrick. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've so seen I would him before. put Kendrick He's... Lamar at the back. Sure. So to keep the pe- viewers more. I got you. See how I'm producing this yeah. show? Yeah. I want to see Kendrick Lamar and then Katy Perry with that left shark again, and then we'll be, we'll be good to go. Remember that? Remember the left shark? Brent! I don't know what Katy you're Perry about. left shark? Casey, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. man. This is all I care about. Can we get some Eminem on the show today? First Eminem song to be played. Lose Yourself is a favorite, minus 200, or The Real Slim Shady, plus 150. Where are Ooh. you? I'm on, uh, I get so many emails about this, guys. Okay. Uh, I am, uh... Are those What's only the two the options? One? Yeah, on my, I'm like, that's, yeah, my website doesn't this even have sporty, those This is sportsbetting.ag. Interesting. Are those I the only get, two I options? I get these emails all the time. They're not, endor- I'm not endorsing them yet. 
How many times will Eminem curse during halftime? Over 1.5. Oh, give me the over all day. Color of Eminem here in first appearance. Brown slash black, white slash blonde, any other color. No, it's going brown. He's he's, he's over those slim shady days. His hair, yeah. Yeah. He's like 60. Nice. What if he's wearing a hat? Ooh, good point. Now, this is more my territory. What will be seen first? Board Ape Yacht Club image, Tupac Shakur <laughs> image, Snoop Dogg in Steelers uniform, Eminem in Lions uniform. It's a tough one. Say it one more. What was the Yacht Club part? Uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club image. You know, the big NFTs. Mm. Oh, okay. I don't. You don't know that? No. How do you know that? How? How? I mean, Brent's breaking down Snoop Dogg and... and You should stay after the show sometimes. We talk about it for like a half hour. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Board Ape Yacht Club. I'm coming at you big time. Jackson Corner today over on a here, Friday. Martin, I like it, Action man. Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're just swagging into a Super Bowl <laughs> Dude weekend. Dude can do it all. Okay, let's say that again. I still feel like there's there's more I can get out of this body. You know, if that's the way that I end up going. You know, greatness is the expectation. It's not a uh, it's not a destination. And I'm thankful for the 17 years I've gotten to play in Green Bay. I'm thankful for the squad that uh, that Brian and Russ and Matt put together uh, the last few years. I think there's a lot to build on, build on there, whether I'm there or not. They got a, a really good nucleus in place. Uh, should I come back? There's some you know, things that need to get done, probably, to uh, to get the team where it needs to go. That is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, seems like he's keeping it real. Not too many cryptic messages these days. No. For Aaron Rodgers. I, I do. I'll, I appreciate this about Rodgers. He said, listen, I'm not going to drag this out mm-hmm. when it's time to make a decision. And, which also, I feel like that means he's leaning some way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he has a good idea. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I think he just wants to confirm it internally. He's a smart dude, though. Because mm-hmm. I think he does. When he talks, I'm, somewhat, I'm sometimes when I'm like, all right, how crafted is this? How <laughs> calculated is this? Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I always thought that about Jalen. I, I thought Jalen Ramsey is very smart and calculated in that. He knew what he was doing mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's not an e- you think that's an easy thing. That's not an easy thing to weave through like an entire season or entire career or entire week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a hard thing to keep, keep going. Mm-hmm. But I'm t- I think there are times that Jalen knew exactly what he was doing yeah. uh, and how it would be, you know, uh, interpreted and, and everything else. And by the way, I think it helped his brand doing it. For sure. You know? Do you think he knew how the A.J. Green was going to play out? The A.J. Green scuffle? I don't know about that. Okay. No, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking that more, from, more, no, I know, I'm the, talking the more than words and, yeah, and yeah. microphone and stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I got to believe, though, if you're Jalen Ramsey and you talk as much as you talk, sooner or later you know you're going to probably get <laughs> one of those. <laughs> For sure. You know? Yeah. Now, well, we've seen that practice before, too. And yeah. So. Not, not necessarily with... Um, A.J. Green of all people. I think yeah. that was the stunner. It wasn't that it was Jalen Ramsey. It was oh, that yeah, it was A.J. Dude. Green. I've never heard the guy talk before A.J. Green. No, like, he seems like a pretty under-the-radar type of guy. If you've heard, but, you've heard Jalen talk about that, right? Where he said he heard that the other guys were like, A.J. never talks. Yeah, yeah. And so he knew he was in his head. Yeah. Because A.J. Green was yep. getting frustrated. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes it's the quiet guys you got to watch out for. You remember Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan? Remember Cortland Finnegan? I do. I do remember Cortland Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> A couple inches away from changing your whole life around with Andre Johnson. Don't mess with that guy. I've got one for you on the Jalen Ramsey front. Okay. I thought about this today because I've got some folks in Cleveland that talk 
obviously big Browns fans. Do you think the Browns, like, who's carrying more angst? Jalen Ramsey winning the Super Bowl and Jags fans? Or Odell Beckham Jr. winning the Super Bowl and Browns fans? Oh, see, I think it's more about Jalen Ramsey getting more angst than Odell Beckham Jr. Really? Because I think, I mean, and I don't know, it's hard to speak for Browns fans. But I just feel like Browns fans, they maybe were turned off to Odell Beckham Jr. and how he was acting, but he knew the problem, like, they knew the problems there was a lot bigger than Odell Beckham Jr. You know, whether it was the play calling, whether it was Baker Mayfield, I think, I think there's bigger problems there in Cleveland than just Odell Beckham Jr. I think the frustrating thing from the Jaguars fans' perspective is, yeah, it, it had to do with, you know, maybe Tom Coughlin and the culture that was put into place, but it's how Ramsey left, right? You, you had the back injury, you didn't want to play, um, you go to L.A., and I don't think he's really said anything in, like, in lure of the, the Jaguars after he left. Like, yeah, you know, he, did, he had the one did, podcast. Did he have one of the cheap shots? Yeah he, yeah, he did some stuff on the podcast, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Nothing like, uh, not as much as I thought he would. So. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more Jalen Ramsey just because the personality. Uh, but, you know, you bring up an interesting point when you say that because I, th- I think there's something to that, what you said about Odell Beckham Jr., that they think there are more problems in Cleveland, and it was kind of internal. Mm-hmm. But remember, when we were talking about Jalen Ramsey, this entire fan base was on Jalen's side. Like, what are you doing, organization? You're screwing this up. Why are point. you going to get rid of a player? And so, but then when he left, it was like, screw you, Jalen. Mm-hmm. You left. You're out of here. You're not part of us. We hate you. And I do wonder, I'm not in Cleveland, so I can't really feel that. But I think Cleveland might be the same way about Odell Beckham Jr., uh, even though it didn't feel as heated and argumentative as this one did, again, because we're probably here. Yeah. But I wonder now that he's gone, it's like, yeah, screw it. We don't care if we're a mess. Screw See, you, Odell Beckham Jr. But here's the thing with Odell, though. They didn't give him the ball. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they had every right to, to target him more and to get him more involved in the offense, and they didn't do that. Yeah, and it's not like See, they that, won and didn't do that, right? Yeah, they exactly. Struggled. That, that falls on the coaching staff. That falls on the quarterback. With Jalen Ramsey, you know what you get with Jalen Ramsey. You put him out there, put him on the best receiver, and watch him go to work. Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting in that conversation is the Jags fan never sided with either side. They hated the front office for all of it that went happened, what happened, and they hated Ramsey for leaving. There's no middle ground. In Cleveland, they might not like the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer there. I think they'll probably be more on Baker Mayfield's side after this, but I'm not sure. Like, because he's still there. He's their yeah. guy. I, I don't get a sense for that. Like, because to me, it's Baker. It's not, even though it's the organization and coaches, like you mentioned, it's really kind of Baker and o- Odell Beckham, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, it'll be interesting to see that play out. And if Odell, I'm sorry, if Baker Mayfield does well, next year does the angst build for Odell Beckham Jr. even more that he left Um, I just wonder I mean it's tough for fan bases like Cleveland and Jacksonville to watch really talented players walk out the door and win Super Bowl rings Mm -hmm. I mean I I don't like I told you I have no problem with Jalen I'm a big fan of Jalen but I don't like what it says about this organization that he's about to win a championship with somebody else when he was maybe the best player to ever play here let me ask you this if Aaron Rodgers leaves and goes to Denver let's say and wins a championship how are Packer fans going to feel? Are they, are they going to side with management or side with Aaron Rodgers and be frustrated? I I think he's built up enough equity and he won them one at least to at least acknowledge that. And they also know if they had to rip it up, they probably weren't winning this coming year anyway. And yeah. so I think they feel okay. Kind of like Indianapolis felt when Peyton won somewhere else. And okay. when New England feels about Brady winning somewhere else. Like, you build so much equity there, it's hard to blame the guy. He did so much for you. Yeah. I think. I think. 
It's hard, though. When you're not in the cities and feeling that, it's kind of tough to, to get the feel for it. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.